Hi, I'm Coach Corey Wayne, and this is my video coaching newsletter. And the topic of today's newsletter is going to be properly vetting women for exclusivity. So I've got an interesting email. It's, it's actually kind of short, but what I love about this particular email is this guy that wrote in, he's been dating this woman for about eight weeks, and they were seeing each other one to two times a week. Obviously, they were sleeping together. And he's been following the book. I don't know how good of a student he is, but he said he's only discovered me three to four months ago. So obviously he met this. He started reading my book and discovering my work before he met this particular woman. And so everything's going well. And the thing that's interesting is that it's so important to vet because we get all caught up in our emotions and the Disney love story that we see on TV and all the movies from the time we're growing up. And we meet somebody and they stimulate us in that way. We just think, hey, it's meant to be. The universe has smiled upon me. Life is going to be all rainbows and unicorns from here on out. And the reality is the way the universe tends to work, it's like the saying that it's like tell God your plans. and Or life is what happens to you when you're busy making other plans. Or tell God your plans and God will laugh at you. Well, we have blind spots, we have weaknesses, we have things that we need to overcome. And I believe, and in my personal experience of 51 years now, is that life happens for us, not to us. And too often we get all excited about our emotions. And then remember, whenever it comes to buying decisions, we, make, we buy and we make purchasing decisions based upon our emotions. And then we use logic and reason to justify it. And so like this particular guy is really liking this this girl and he's thinking, hey, things are moving along. She brings up he, – he goes away for the weekend. I think he said he had, a, he had a family member that was ill or something. So he had to go out of town. And so they were talking through text and she says, hey, are you dating anybody else? And he says, no. And he's thinking, hey, she's going to bring up exclusivity. And obviously if somebody says that and if you're familiar with 3% Man, that's when you go, well, why? Why do you ask? Are you wanting to be exclusive? What are you saying? You got to ask good, high quality questions. What do you mean should be one of the number one questions that men learn to ask women when they say something. And so she brought this up and he didn't really get into it in any further detail. So he comes back after being away for the weekend and then she calls him or texts him, I can't remember. On Monday after the weekend says, ah, I got drunk with my girlfriends and I slept with somebody else. I feel really bad. And he's thinking, man, I was thinking we're about to get exclusive here. And then now you go and sleep with somebody else. And so he's thinking, did I screw up by not getting exclusive with her? Because he's thinking if I'd have gotten exclusive with her, then she wouldn't have done this. So it brings up an interesting point. So I have a quote on this particular topic and then we'll go through his email. Because this is, you know, this is a good email to look at for these things. Because we all need to do this. Like when I was younger, I didn't know about narcissists. I didn't know about screwed up people. I mean, I knew there were women that came from broken homes and stuff. But I generally thought, hey, if they're, you know, all people are good, things will work out. And as you know, I went through life. You start to recognize that wow, there's people out there that are train wrecks. There's women that are that are candidates for relationships. And there's a lot of women that are one-night stands or hookup girls or party girls, the type of women that are friends of benefits, but you don't ever get into a relationship 
with them. And obviously in our modern age, it's like there's a lot of screwed up families out there. Now it doesn't mean, because I every time I bring this up, people always get butthurt in the comments that came from screwed up families and say I'm judging everybody. It's like the likelihood of somebody that came from a broken home being a good relationship candidate is a lot lower than somebody that came from a good healthy family. But even people that come from healthy families, sometimes just because of their belief systems and the way they see the world, they're not good people to be in a relationship with. It's just what's the likelihood that their particular background has a good or a bad influence on whether or not they're a good romantic prospect for a relationship or dating. So your background, your your past does not equal your future, but it has a big influence on it. And the reality is when it comes to self-help, most people just simply aren't willing to do the work to improve themselves to overcome the situation they came from growing up. So the quote says, the purpose of dating is to properly vet and test drive those you seek to have a relationship with. People can hide who they are for about the first 90 days of courtship until you spend so much time together, the real version of who they are can no longer be hidden. If you get caught up in your emotions and feelings of infatuation and project your fantasy of who you want them to be onto them, then you will render yourself blind to their reality and become unable to be objective in vetting them properly. Long-term relationships only work when your goals and values are properly aligned. You can ignore reality, but you can't ignore the consequences of ignoring reality. So that last part, I think was a paraphrase from something Ayn Rand said. It wasn't exactly what she said. I know we've tried, my assistant Jennifer's tried to verify it before and been unable to verify it. She said something along those lines. You can ignore reality, but you can't ignore the consequences of ignoring reality. The bottom line is that is a true statement. But a lot of us, we ignore reality and we suffer because of it. So he says, hi, Corey. I love your work and it has changed my life. I read your book five times after discovering you three to four months ago. Obviously, he's talking about the first book, 3% Man. You can read it for free at understandingrelationships.com. And it's available everywhere, paperback, audiobook, digital, and hardcover. I met a girl via online dating and have been going on dates one to two times a week for about eight weeks. It was going really well. We had been having a lot of fun and sleeping together. I was into her but was taking it slowly waiting for her to bring up the idea of being exclusive. So what's interesting about that as I talk about in the book, if you do everything right and the girl's really into you, by week seven she'll be in love and wanting to be exclusive and bringing up things like, hey, where's this going? So he's eight weeks in now and still only seeing her one or two days per week. And so it's either she's not really super into him or he hasn't been properly applying what's in the book. Because by this point, she should be heavy heels in love with him. And obviously that's not happening. So that should be a, fl a red flag that something is amiss. Something is amiss in the land of unicorns. She called one night when she was drunk with friends and asked whether I was dating one else and I told her I was not, though we hadn't had a serious conversation about it. Yet eight weeks in, a woman never brings anything up about that. She's either a party girl or not that into you or you're doing things or not doing things that cause her to be heavy heels in love with you because again, it's typically week seven if you follow what's in the book and there's a lot of chemistry and a lot of mutual attraction that a woman will be in love with you. That's just a fact. 
I have had thousands and thousands and thousands of men all over the world in every cultural background that have, it doesn't matter where you are, women respond to what they respond to. They respond to attractive male behavior. So this is where things start to go off the rails. He says, I came home for a weekend as my close family member is not well. I've been texting her every day, but not as often as usual as I was spending time with my family. Well, sounds like you're texting a lot more instead of getting together. Again, the phone is for setting dates. And it sounds like you spent more time texting on the phone than you did in person. And that is part of your problem. Because you, you, she gets too familiar with you. There's no mystery. There's no, where do I stand with this guy? Is he dating anybody else? What's going on? And because you don't spend enough time away, she never wonders about you. She never really gets to miss you. And that's where the strong emotional connection and bonding happens. But it's not all for naught. We speak on the phone on Sunday night for about an hour. And then on Monday, she texts me saying she feels awful, but she slept with someone when she was drunk on Saturday. So you're talking to her for an hour on the phone Sunday, literally the day or the morning or afternoon after she was fucking somebody else. He says, I don't have grounds to be upset about it. Come on, man. Not, not necessarily upset about it, but you should be like, huh, I guess she's not the girl I thought she was. This is why you date and you don't get into la-la land based upon your feelings. But like I said, the first thing I noticed right away is eight weeks and they're only seeing each other one to two times a week. If she's in love with you, she's going to be all over your ass like white on rice, wanting to come over, wanting to stop by, wanting to see what you're up to, calling, texting you throughout the day. It just sounds like he was calling and texting too much. And there were probably other things because he's still, I mean, honestly, he's new to the work. He says, I don't have grounds to be upset about it, but felt perhaps I should have been clearer with her beforehand about my intentions to be serious with her. So the reality is based on where she was at, she just wasn't there. As far as you trying to get her to be exclusive with you, it should be the other way around. So you're not quite there as far as you need to learn the book more. But this is good practice. These are the kinds of things that make you go, ah, oh, this is why you don't go goo goo gaga over a girl when everything seems to be going well. So if you spent an hour on the phone and you probably spent lots of time with her on the phone, which obviously got in the way of her emotionally bonding to you and falling in love. But if you look at her actions, she goes and sleeps with another guy after two months of dating and sleeping together one or two times a week and she just randomly has sex with some other dude. What does that tell you about her? She's, she's not that into it. She's not worried about losing you. She doesn't think there's any consequences for it. You're really not that important to her. Whatever reason, it kind of doesn't matter at this point. You're thinking relationship and she's just thinking, hey, she want to go out and get laid. She sounds like a party girl. Now, from my perspective, the women that I typically date and that I wrote about in 3% Man, they don't come along very often. And like I remember one of my girlfriends, she'd been married for 10 years and she'd had like, she'd been single for, I think it was like two years, three years, I think at that point. And she had one guy that was a boyfriend 
for about a year, I think. And then Annette, it's like she only dated one dude at a time because she likes family. She's into having relationships. She's not going to just date anybody because she's a smoke show. She's got dudes throwing dicks at her constantly. Wherever she would, we would go out, it was just constant <laughs> attention from men. It was just amazing how much attention this particular old girlfriend of mine would get. But she was family oriented. These things were important. Relationships were important to her. And a person's actions show you how important they are. If somebody's just like, hey, I had a few drinks, whoops, you know, it just happened, his dick ended up inside me, whoops. This is not somebody whose focus is a relationship. This is somebody that's just a party girl out having fun, hanging out, having fun, hooking up, getting laid by whoever, and it doesn't really mean anything to her. It's not somebody you want to consider for a relationship. The party girls are the girls you hook up with, give the hot beef injection to, wham bam thank you ma'am as we used to say back in Gen X days and you move on. You don't get attached. You don't date those kinds of women seriously if you're looking for a relationship. It's just like you know, you go and you high five your friends and your buddies like yeah I hooked up with that girl the other night. You going to go out there again? I was like of course not. She's getting reamed out by somebody different every weekend. I don't want to fucking come dumpster. That's the reality. I'm sure I'm going to get a, you know, a bunch of women go, uh, uh. I don't care, but it's the reality. He says, now I don't want to be with her as I do not trust her, but was it my mistake? Not at all, dude. I mean, I think it's a, a great victory for you and a great win because you got experience. Yeah, it stings a little bit. But you're still new to 3% man and you were hanging out, you were having fun, you were hooking up. Why buy the cow when you get the milk for free? This is why you date. You're properly vetting her. And now she's done something to cause you to go, hmm, I guess she's not relationship or girlfriend material, but I can have some fun with her. He says, I'm also considering trying to move forward with her, but I feel I wouldn't be able to move on. So if it was me, how I would handle this particular situation, I wouldn't call or text her for any reason. I would go, okay, she's fuck buddy material. I would always wear a condom with a woman like this because you don't know who she's fucking, but she can be one of the girls in your rotation until you replace her with somebody that you really like. And when you don't have a lot of experience having a woman like this or one or two or three girls like this, will build your confidence, it'll give you swagger, and it'll make you more attractive to women. And then when somebody you really quick click with comes along, you can feel it, she can feel it, and you can slowly stop hanging out with these party type girls. But like I said, always make sure you wear a raincoat with women like this because, you know, the other thing you gotta consider is women like this, they get a gift that keeps on giving, it pisses them off, and then they just keep slip, sleeping around because they want to give it to other people because they want to get revenge because they feel pissed off about it. There are people out there like this. That's the danger with sleeping around. I know a lot of you dudes like to raw dog it, so you got to wear your raincoat. So I would not consider moving forward with her. She's revealed her character. She wasn't that into you for whatever reason. Maybe you screwed up, which obviously I pointed out some things that you did wrong. But at the end of the day, she's revealed her character through her actions. She gets drunk one night and fucks somebody else after two months of dating. Yeah, no, you don't qualify as girlfriend or wife material, babe. But we can have a lot of fun together until I find my unicorn or my future wife or girlfriend, whatever you want to call it. But you don't get serious with women like this. I know it's harsh, but hey, 
She made that bed. Now she gets to lie in it. So if you've got a question or a challenge and you'd like to get my help, go to understandrelationships.com, click the products tab at the top of your screen, and book a coaching session with yours truly. Until next time, I will talk to you soon.